So in a way, why I wanted to do the podcast with you mm-hmm. in part is uh, sort of like I saw that you're an, you wrote in your bio ESL teacher. Yes. And I remembered my ESL teacher. And I sort of like, man, if I record a podcast with her, maybe it'll like I'll start the journey of uh, rectifying my karma with my ESL teacher <laughs> and how much <laughs> how much pain I caused her. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And the, And then it made me think, man, I should try to Google her or somehow find her and maybe at some point record a podcast with her. That would be amazing. Because that would be amazing. I don't, yeah, I don't think she ever heard me like, like my English is bad right now, but like she never heard me speak English and she like tried so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Your English is not bad at all, actually. Well, yeah, like I speak Russian too and um I just mix everything up and uh, yeah, it's a whole mess in my head. And um, and also because you meditate. Yes. Uh, and it's all, all the things in your bio. And in a way, I also wanted to go on this kind of mission to record a podcast with everyone that follows me or I follow. Oh, neat. So, <clears throat> yeah, just I think it's like a great way to, to know, to get to know people who are following me, why they're following me. And I think you followed me because of Chelsea, no? Yes, because of yeah. there was a that video you made that just made me laugh. Um, like, do you remember what it was? I forgot. <laughs> was like, I remember when you followed me, but I don't. It was remember. like the end of the world or something, and it was like, "Did you meditate today?" <laughs> oh man, I made like I made a bunch of them. I forgot what it was, but anyways. So it was like um, it looked like there was like the end. It was going to be the end of the world. Like something was going to reach Earth, and there was going to be an explosion. And then you opened a book and it said, did you meditate today? Oh, okay. 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 Yes. Yeah. And that made me it laugh. It was that because... long, longer video. Yeah. I remember yeah, that. And that made me laugh because I, I make it my mission to wake up at 5.30 every morning because I have to meditate every day or else I'm afraid <laughs> something like that's yeah. going to happen to me. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. I'm still amazed. I meditate and then like I create content for it. But I'm still amazed that sometimes I feel like, why am I doing it? And then when I do it, it's like, ah, okay, I get it. It just mm-hmm. makes me feel so much better and brings like all the thoughts organized. And and then I go even deeper in it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes like, it, but maybe it's okay to kind of live your life. If you're good, you're good. Like we can, I always say that we can live without meditation. It's fine. But it's like, as an athlete would use like, what's the next thing I can do? for me to be, get better mm-hmm. in any way. And um, I think it's the same for, for us too. Like meditation is just that one part that can, can make us better human beings and just make us realize something more about ourselves, about life in general. Well, yeah, it's a so, time yeah. to connect, right? Yeah, for sure. And then I also thought um, maybe a fun way to do this conversation would be, because I like when people put, like different things in their bio on Instagram mm-hmm. and you put a, a bunch of things there. So yeah. I thought maybe an interesting way to do it or maybe to get to know you and for other people, when they listen to this, they'll kind of understand is like, let's go one by one, but every, okay. everything that you wrote, like, hold on, let me open your bio there. So I know. So first, like maybe we'll talk about the ESL uh, consultant. Mm-hmm. So maybe like talk a little bit about education. Sure. What does that mean? What that means to you? Yeah. Okay. Well, what exactly to you? Like, I can tell you, I started out uh, in a, in a, working oh. in the naughty room. You know, like when kids would get kicked out of class. So you probably oh, know that, that place very well. That, that's very interesting. I do know that place. <laughs> uh, so, were you all? Are you always a teacher, or was no. it just something that you recently were doing? No, I started off as a. That's it, as the uh, as a naughty dis- naughty room. Yeah, discipline. And the na- exactly with the discipline as like a counselor. So when they would get, mm-hmm. so when the rowdy teenagers would get kicked out of class, they'd be sent to me, um, and then I would they'd have to spend like the rest of the class with just with me, but like kind of like in a detention kind of setting. Right. What was like? Yeah. Well, we had our own kind of teacher doing that how what was your approach like were you like tough did you came with a ruler in the in the into that classroom and like, or 
Did oh, you no. teach them about meditation and manifestation, how to change their lives? What was your oh, approach? No, nothing like that. I would just say like, uh, okay, well, tell me what happened. Let's talk about mm -hmm. it, you know? And yeah. then they would tell me like the, the fight they had with the teacher or something. And right. then I would say, oh, go get your English stuff and we'll look at it, you know? Okay, so you just try to be like helpful at the moment. Yeah, because on. they had to do work for the rest of the period. They ha They couldn't just like do nothing you know and right. this was in a french school and uh so i said go get your english stuff because it's esl right right and then they said oh english is so boring and then i looked at their <laughs> book and i was like oh my gosh you're right this book is like <laughs> right this book is boring you know so i decided to quit my job and i said i'm going to like write fun books uh esl books and That's uh, super cool make uh, ESL English learning English fun again so I quit my job I was there for five years mm -hmm. and I went back to university and I did four years uh, teaching English as a second language but the thing is is that how I wrote the first book it wasn't by um, you know calling a calling a an editor and saying I want to write a book you self-published? No, it was through manifestation. Hmm. So how did so, you do that? So I, I started by, um, I had received, uh, they always, you know, these publishing companies always come to us and say, looking for teachers just to, you know, rate their material. And they'll, they'll give you like 150 bucks. So mm -hmm. you just look at their material and you say what you think about it. So I said, okay, I'm interested. Send me your book. And they send me their book. And in the book, there was a business card with the editor's name. So I took it and I put it on a mantle in my apartment. Oh, it was yeah. a really shitty apartment, by the <laughs> way. So I put it on this mantle and I had uh, a horseshoe from my barn growing up. And I said, oh, let me put it next to the horseshoe. And then I had a picture of my dad who was, you know, passed away. And I said, oh, you know, I think my dad would like it if I wrote a book. So let me put the business card next to it. And then I had this like strong feeling like, yeah, she's going to call me one day. She's going to be like, hey, write a book for me. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of forgot about it, but it was always there. And whenever I'd see it, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to so write you, a book. You said a good, uh, strong intention. Yeah, right. exactly. And, and I didn't, um, I kind of let go because I didn't really care if it ha I let go of the outcome, you mm -hmm. know? I just right. said, it'll happen. No worries. You know? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, like, uh, then one day they called me and they said, hey, uh, we really liked your feedback on the, that you wrote on your material. And I said, hey, by the way, I said, uh, I'd always dreamed of writing a book. And uh, I happened to be on the news. Uh, and here uh, one day about a project that I did in ESL. And I said, uh, take a look at this link. And so um, I was on the news because of a project that I did. And that's a whole mm. other manifestation story, like unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> because I have fun with these. I have fun with these manifestations. Like, uh, so basically she called me and she said, okay, please write the book. And I, I wrote the book. It's published. And it was, you know, I had a two-year-old at the time. I was working all day. I had I took care of my two-year-old and then I would write the book from nine until midnight. But now when I look back at the book, it was just so easy to write just because it was like a fun thing to do, you know? Right. Well, it's interesting how manifestation is such a popular word right now. Mm -hmm. But I see it as like, I have an interesting relationship with words because with every like time period, we call it something else, but it like, at the core, it's the same kind of um, human nature to to dream or to mm -hmm. set an intention or be even positive and optimistic about your future and what you want and having a vision. It's all these kind of synonyms, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just right now we call it manifestation. I don't know yeah. why why we do that. We always change. Like it's like we get uh, tired of the of the same words or something, and we start creating new words and then yeah. it just it just feels refreshing so we do but in the, the core we're kind of doing the same things yeah. you know like 2000 years ago jesus might have not used word manifestation mm -hmm. but in a way it's the same thing like have faith have uh, exactly. believe all those things
Exactly. It's just we do it in a, a little bit in a different way right now. Yeah, have faith. Like you have to like, you know, that keep the certainty. You know, like it's gonna happen. You just don't know the how. Yeah, even like the, the fo- focus of it, and then because you've set that intention, because you put mm-hmm. something on the wall, like you walk by it and you remember it, and yeah. it keeps that focus going. And then when something happens in your life, you remember what you want, mm-hmm. and you and you ask that editor, oh, by the way, I wanted to write a book because you you had that like brewing in you and in, in, in your apartment in your head um yeah I, th- I think because it's always i think maybe some yogis like really are capable of just sitting in meditation manifesting like in their head and then things around them will just happen according mm-hmm. to how they want but i think most people are not at that level so we have to combine that with certain actions on the outside you know well you know, I've been practicing this for so long that there's sometimes like I can have like instant, like instant manifestation. Like like a phone call comes right away or a message or something happens. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Because it's uh, in a way it's a mystery, but in mm-hmm. a way it's very like physics, universal law, mm-hmm. like very concrete based, you know. If we, if everything is energy and we think a certain way strongly, then everything just sort of aligns in that way, and that with that comes a big responsibility of what you actually, what your intentions and manifestations are, because they technically could be on on the bad side too, you know. Oh my gosh, and, though. And and the universe will will make that happen too, because for the universe it doesn't matter technically, you know. Well, that's the problem with I think. Um a problem that I have is that it could go like I could I can manifest the biggest things and I have and then I could that's it I can manifest the worst yeah because I think the universe doesn't it's all energy and the universe wants to experience in the way itself mm-hmm. so whatever we as like I think every human being in the way is part of the universe that's capable of especially like we're just more conscious and aware to to create than maybe other other beings so i think when we have that strong intention one way or the other way the universe kind of makes it happen at some point if not now like next life you know and and another thing i noticed um the universe has like a funny uh like sense of humor and (laughs) yeah and, and likes to have fun for sure well what what's more fun than just anything is possible Yes, like, exactly. Anything is possible. That's already fun. That's what the universe is. It's a big, it's a big in a way joke or, uh, yeah, just full of humor because anything is possible. In our minds, like if we can sit right now and create the weirdest creature, you know, because <laughs> because we can because we can, we're so imaginative and mm-hmm. no, yeah, I totally agree with you on that part. Um, so. Why don't you like put put out more of content of that? Because I just followed you, and there's nothing on on that book. I find that that's such a cool thing that you did. Oh, writing the you book. Put, yeah, because you put author. Yeah. So you, yeah. You, yeah. I don't know. I um. I'm not sure. Like, you, you think I should have put like ESL author, or what do you mean? No, even like the content f- from from the book or something too, because it's like. Yeah, but mm-hmm. there's nothing or like even on your website i think i went there and i didn't see anything about that book yeah well because it's it's um it's a book that's sold in quebec and quebec high schools okay. for, for for teenagers for teenagers to learn english as a second language so i think it would all... be still cool to have it on there yeah okay I could even put it. <laughs> even as a highlight like parts of it as a highlight mm-hmm. in like where you have cuba like yeah on the side of it put that book i think yeah, you yeah, know, that'd be cool. It's funny. I only talked about it once uh, on Facebook, like when I was next to the, um, when I was next to it at a convention. They were they had the poster, and I just took one photo with it, and that was it. Mm. Like, for me, I don't know. Like once it was over, it was like you moved on. Yeah, and I was like, okay, what's mm. next? I'm ready for something okay. else. I I never really focused on it. So was gym enthusiast the next thing? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I decided to, uh, after I had my second child, I decided, uh, hey, I want to lose 120 pounds and do a bodybuilding competition. Wouldn't that be awesome? 
Yeah, I saw in your pictures there. Yeah, that would, that's a crazy thing to do. So I went and lost 120 pounds, but you know, the reason why it was so easy at the time for me was because, let's say, it was the 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 journey. I I I enjoyed the process and the journey. There was no resistance. It was just like I didn't have a car then or a license then, and I was just like, I'm gonna walk the baby to the gym, and it <laughs> and it was like 25 minutes away. And that's, uh, <laughs> listen, that's a that's an amazing thing to do. 120 pounds. Yeah, that's... 120 pounds. And did, then I, so were you just like, did you have a personal trainer or you just went to the gym and just did whatever had, you could? I had an online trainer. So basically she would send me like uh, videos of what she wanted me to do um, at the gym. And then she had a nutrition plan for me. And then that's right. it. I would just drop off the baby. There was like a daycare in the gym. And then mm-hmm. I would do exactly the workout that was like, um, the videos that she showed me and I would follow them to the T and then I would follow the food plan. But like I said, I didn't have cravings or anything because I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be on stage. Mm. I'm going to look awesome. I'm going to walk out and I'm just going to strut my stuff and I'll do it for my 40th birthday. And that's exactly what happened. And I did it, you know? And, so how uh, long, how long did it take? It's, uh, so my son was, uh, this was 2017. He was born in October and then I did it, um, was it, uh, June 16th, 2019. Okay. So half a year? No, a little bit more. Uh, yeah, maybe a year and a half. I think I'm not exactly sure because I didn't really focus, you know, because people are like, People are always like, "How long did it take you?" And I'm like, "Well, I, I <laughs> yeah, I only asked because because of the competition part of it. So maybe yeah. you were preparing for that." Well, it right. was just like, uh, it was just like um, I had it in my mind. I'm gonna do it, and then I'm gonna do it, and I didn't even think of like how long it would take me. It was just like, mm. "That's it," and I'm gonna do it. Uh, and I celebrated my 40th, and I looked like that for for my 40th birthday, and. Uh, that's so was it. That, so, was that com- that competition, or or I don't know if it's a competition, but the the event, Fitness Canada event, mm-hmm. um, was that? Um, I guess how did you feel like right after? Because you, in a way, were to kind of working towards that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then so- right after, because yeah, a lot of people when they lose that goal, it, it's like almost like a crisis kind of moment like do do i set another goal what's the goal what do i do now how was well, that that's, well that's the thing with me like mm-hmm. i set out huge goals and then i'm like what's next i need to right. I, I need another big wow pinup girl is the next one right <laughs> <laughs> i really like when people put those things in their in their bio yeah, so then I was like, yeah, let me do some pinup, let me do some, uh, you know, like some some fun photos and just, uh, you know, uh, celebrate beauty, celebrate um, self confidence, um, yeah. you know. I I really like that picture with you and your husband, I guess, by the plane, mm-hmm. the water plane. I like planes. Okay. And I don't know that setting is. I think those pictures, you and your husband are the best. Oh, thank you. They're they're pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my husband, sorry, my husband, uh, he can tell you, uh, he can tell you that he believes in uh, my manifestation stuff. You know, at first he was just like, okay, maybe she's just a little cuckoo, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's funny that people think that because (laughs) it's, it's very interesting to me. When people, I, I don't know, maybe I think, you know, what happens is that some people start using those different words, like I said before, mm-hmm. but in, but they're not ready for those different words, you know, like they're still in this, in the wording, like it's also important kind of to use different words with those people. Mm-hmm. If you start, if you put, if you turn manifestation into something else, then I think they'll open up to that more. It's like well, a lot of people like like you like they're just a little bit ahead mm-hmm. in 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 the wording and and in, in that field in a way 
that we start using different words and then we kind of sound cuckoo to, to other people. <laughs> well, what I had to do um, for people to understand me a little bit um, was to, because they kept saying, wow, you're so lucky. You're so lucky, you know, because I, mm. I win a lot of contests, like huge contests. Um, and what they don't realize, like trips and, and 10,000 and 1,000. And, and um, but the, what they don't realize is that I'm not necessarily lucky. I put in the work. So what I had to do for these people is I had to, I ended up writing a short story um, and to put it in for they could understand. Um, so they could understand me better that mm. it's not luck. And then I had, to, I sent out the, the short story to all of my friends and um, so that they could understand. But I put it, like I said, I put it, I, well, because I'm an author, I'm a writer, right? Mm. I, uh, I wrote the story where it, uh, I had seen my father manifest for the first time. And so I, in this short story, I bring them like in the room where I was witnessing my father bring something into life that into his reality that he wanted and that mm. I learned from him. So it's through this story that I show my friends that, yes, you think I'm lucky because I'm winning all these contests, but I'm actually doing these steps um, to win them. Right. I think people underestimate what working, working is in like, energetically wise or mm -hmm. like intention wise thought wise manifestation wise i think people yeah they maybe don't focus on it as much and then they see other people just sort of kind of easily making things happen and it seems like luck to them while yes. while underestimating the power of sitting down in meditation or not even meditation walking going for a walk and having a vision or doing something even like it'd be a craft or drawing mm -hmm. something writing a note that like people underestimate that work that sets that intention into the universe and like, within ourselves and just into the universe too i think we also talk and communicate with people without even like texting them calling them just by thinking about them and like i think people a lot of people underestimate the power of that you know yes and then they call it luck but like you've you've put that energy in you and out outward you know so spending time and focus energy money uh people sort of understand if you like work eight hours a day doing plumbing people understand that but when it comes to working within yourself and like creating a vision a lot of people underestimate that as as work you know mm -hmm. all right that's interesting well you kind of spoke about being a mom. You have two kids? Yes, I have a four-year-old boy and an eight-year-old daughter. Cool. That's, that was just I'm reading on, on the next, uh, after the pinup girl. Mom. Sure, yes. And uh, meditator and manifestation master. <laughs> yes. We could sort of like all our talk was about that. In a way. Exactly. But I'm, I'm surprised that you're not putting out more, more that kind of wisdom that you have. Well, yeah, even on your website, it's it's not a lot of information there. You it's, know why? Because I'm a little bit scared. Um, mm, I'm a little fear. bit scared. Yeah, <laughs> because, you know, something happened to me when I was 16 and I never told, I never talked to anybody about it. Mm. And um, this it's when I was discovered this, the whole, that we were energy mm. and uh, that we had a frequency around us. And um, it was kind of like, when I started telling people like what happened, what my experience was, they were just like, Oh my God, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and... so, so you're in a way you're, you're taking it slow, slower than kind of, <laughs> you're, you're trying to feel it out. When's the good time to do more? Well, or, or what? I, I'm not exactly like, hmm. because I have been helping people, you know, but like, I do it through like, you know, people, let's say in the UK, so they don't know me, you know, like, so that's it. Like some of my friends, well, they know through my story, but I just don't know how much they understood from my story. They never really, <laughs> mm. you know, um, the, the short story that I sent them, but I'm, I just, I'm afraid that people are, don't under don't understand me. 
um, or don't know about this or um, so I, that's I'm just a little bit afraid of what my friends might think or the professionals that I work with because the ESL community is very small right because that's that's your main kind of work I guess or, or yeah. does it take most of your time right this that my this is a nine to five position that right. I have yeah I help uh, teachers uh, and that's it like what would the teachers think of me if I uh, if you put it out yeah right. so uh, yeah, that's interesting because in one way we want more people to know about these things mm-hmm. but on the other hand we're sometimes fearful of like what it'll cause in our in our like uh, kind of everyday safe space you know like a safe working environment and maybe exactly. that's okay that i think that's okay too it's just like you're you're a ninja i think <laughs> you're, it's, it's sometimes working with different people like uh i like it too i think it's a good approach to have like maybe we shouldn't like put out everything you know yeah well i've been tr- you know every once in a while i put out a little something and then i'm gonna see oh how are, are people gonna understand how are they gonna react you know mm-hmm. um so i try to do it a little bit sl- you know slow a little bit at a time not too much um yeah well but also like if we want change to happen even within like the education system mm-hmm. esl or not anything I think these kind of wise, uh, like even vulnerable stories shared, I think these are the, the things that change kind of the education system, any system that we have. If, we, if people who have deeper experiences in life share those experiences more, you know? That's what but, I enjoyed about being a teacher, actually. I taught high school students. Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved was uh, when I would like teach because with ESL you can teach whatever you want as long as it's in English. There's no, there's nothing you need to really follow. So you could choose the, your themes. So I, if I wanted to, I could do a whole month on meditation if I wanted to. This is what I loved about this is what I love about ESL is that it, you can be so creative and and that's what I like to do is I like to create right. So. Yeah, but on the other hand, the ESL is kind of a limiting thing especially if it's like if a student doesn't know english at all so you could be talking about meditation but there's kind of a, a limiting factor of like how much you can talk to them right through the language yeah well see i'm in montreal so the language level is pretty high so mm. you could do more but um you would just have to really support the language you know like with with really yeah. support the, t- the student more yeah with the language because i remember our esl teacher that i want to rectify my karma with her <laughs> job was to completely work with immigrants so okay. our entire class was non-english speakers at all so she would be like working with us from scratch and i was like really from scratch scratch Maybe the other okay. students knew some english but we came and i from israel and i like didn't know any english so right. and that would, so even if she wanted to like talk to us if she was like you for example like very wise and talked about different things even if she wanted to like i would be just that barrier of of okay. communication would would block it you know okay yeah. but it's still interesting i'm very very interested in education and changing it and seeing how we can do things better i think the best thing that we can do right now is opening like smaller schools mm-hmm. so parents who can like like what we're doing my wife like we started a little school we focused on our kids and then other kids just kind of um i don't know if you know emmy emily no so well she's she's chelsea's friend so i, I thought okay. that you could have been like in the same circle or not but yeah so we started this for our, focusing on, on our own kids and then other kids can just get parents, especially with COVID or this whole situation, they start mm-hmm. putting their kids uh, with her and we're kind of growing it. But we always wanted to open our own school. And I think more wow. and more that's the best way to change education is if we have more little schools, because those little schools are like experiments to do something else outside of the system. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that it's like... Um, I'd say the system is like, oh, it's better or anything, but just like, let's try something different. 
why not especially nowadays when there's internet and in, even adults can change their profession at any moment in their life you don't have to spend 12 years of education and then four years in degree and that's your life you know yeah or way back when when you're like uh, a farmer born into a farming family you're like you didn't, you didn't need to go to school everyone knew what you were gonna do you're gonna farm <laughs> like you weren't gonna do anything else uh, unless if you're like a really crazy back in the day where like you completely went out and did something else but most people just follow their family yeah. now we can change we can change within within weeks within months we can do like take a course and do something else you know it's so possible it so, is schooling to me was always like why is this such a drug why are we doing this so slow why does this take 12 years and then four years of something that's uh 12 years and then four years i always counted this even in high school or like this is like one fourth of my life that i'm gonna be doing <laughs> why am i doing this and i wish i had more strength and um like mental strength to say like to my parents that i'm just gonna go work like i worked summers in canadian tire like Okay. And uh, just doing different general labor jobs in factories. I learned more in, in that about life. And I, like, I talked to a teacher yesterday in Russian. We recorded a podcast. He works in Russia. And uh, I thought about this. Man, I learned much more through my parents than actually in school. Because I spent more time with my parents. And I yeah. learned like how, with my dad how to fix things, how to put up a, a painting, like a picture on the wall learned cooking from my mom i learned so many things from my parents and grandparents mm -hmm. than i did in school and we go there for like seven hours a day it was just like i always always was fascinated by that why are we doing this for 12 years four years and then the government says we have shortages of skilled labor yes. um which is great why can't why can't the last four years of education like high school why can't those um, classes be on skilled labor like plumbing like at least if you don't know what to do in life at least by the end of high school you'll have like apprenticeship levels skills and all the all the skilled labor mm -hmm. i think your your husband the electrician would, would really appreciate that no <laughs> yes <laughs> and like it's almost impossible uh... for for us to have shortages of skilled labor because kids spend so much time in school almost doing nothing or like everything that we were being taught, I think could be taught quicker in a way, I think. Yes, for sure. It's too, it's too dragged on. And then we come out and no skill, with no skills or anything. No. And then college. And, and I noticed, uh, what I noticed uh, in my last few years of teaching before I changed uh, to become, a, well, to help teachers become better teachers is that... Um, that's it. The students, very, they have a lot of anxiety. The high school students, they just want to perform, 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 but they don't know in what. They don't really know in yeah. what and where. Because we're teaching kids like just information, but not mm -hmm. why or what it's for and what actually life is, you know? Exactly. It's, it's just like pounding on certain information and then not being too attentive to their own talents. And I understand that completely because... In a way, that's why we wanted to start a school and small one because you, how can a teacher give 30 kids attention? It was, I kind of remembered in school is only the kids who sat in the front, mm -hmm. like beside the teacher because they had like a direct communication or those ones who were like always raising their hand and asking questions. So the teacher would always interact with the ones who were sitting in front of them or who were like super curious. Yeah. Everyone else was like more quiet, like I was. Mm -hmm. we're kind of left out and like you could have been okay but i think the majority are like they just feel left out and not enough attention spent on them they just like i for me schooling was like ah oh, i have to go do this again and then eventually i just started skipping so many classes yeah. barely finished high school huh. uh still went to college then tried different programs there and then tried university and it all felt so slow i just really wished i had more strength to just go and work i kind of wanted to please my parents and, and finish all those stages but i just probably needed to just go and work somewhere that's it mm -hmm. not in not just the summers but like throughout the year work for a business i would have learned quicker but anyways um did you want to talk about uh, so you're a ninja. I don't know how much you want to talk about this. Uh, <laughs> uh, about the 
your website. Yes, sure. And maybe maybe we'll finish off in in that way, like your online coaching. What is one on one? That one hour that you do with people, what does that entail? When they click well, book it, what happens? <laughs> well, what happens is that well, first of all, like uh, we know we get to, uh, we get to know each other and uh, we have a conversation and we try to uncover like what's your big what's your big next wow? Because you know I'm always looking for my next big wow. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and uh and then we put you know like the intention out and the energy because like that's it like i told you i wake up every morning uh at 5 30 to put in the work t- so like it doesn't take a lot of work but I, i i just put in the energy um and i and i it's i, I don't it's like a feeling um right. it's a feeling it's an energy and so i teach them i teach them how to tap into that feeling tap into that energy to to create um, their next big big wow and to have it come to them and you know let it go and then come to them so basically um the different i teach them the different tools and um it's funny because there are different tools that work for different people it's not uh okay this is the recipe follow this and it will happen you know you need to uncover um the style that works best for the individual so I, i like that i you know what i like the the big wow i like how you say that because i think like even right now you said like there's different techniques mm-hmm. but in a way if someone spends one hour with you truly uh like spending that one hour on realizing that big wow because mm-hmm. i think everyone has everyone knows what their big wow is it's just they don't spend enough time to like uncovering it mm-hmm. and if there's an extra person sitting beside you and talking to you about it for one hour that'll really uncover that big wow and i think i think just talking pay, saying paying that attention to that mm-hmm. it's like almost a guided meditation which is like one-on-one in person and completely directed at you and not like when you use an app and it's like general general mm-hmm. goodness you know exactly that sets manifestation but this is like really one-on-one focusing on that big wow so you can even not know any other technique and just be almost like a psychologist who says like mm-hmm. well, how did you feel about that because it's funny because how we most people interpret that like how that a psychologist who sits there and just writes things but actually <laughs> does help you know it, it actually works to just spend time uncovering those things within yourself exactly you know? and talking about it and getting excited about it they don't even realize that they're 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 putting it out there for it to happen yeah and i think a lot of people don't have anyone in their life who's willing to put one hour uh it's it's unfortunate but there's so, a lot of people who don't have that that person who will be attentive to them in their crazy big the the mm-hmm. the next uh, uh wow moment or whatever it is not moment the, uh, what did you say how did you call it I forgot. <laughs> oh the, the wow, wow moment the big wow yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah the big wow um that like a lot of people just don't have those people so like i think it's very good i don't want to call it service but it is a service in a way, but I think it needs to be available. That's what I'm trying to say. It needs to be there. Some people really need it. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people need it. Yeah. Well, you know, just like when I meet with the teachers uh, as a consultant, you know, I'm spending an hour with them and I'm talking to them about, hey, how's it going in your classroom? Uh, what do you need help with? Uh, and sometimes they, they just need to talk about, you know, how it's going with the students. Um, and that's, you know, provided by the, the school board. But let's say they, this teacher wants to do like me and wants to do something, doesn't just want to be a teacher, but wants to, I don't know, uh, has another dream, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, then there's this, you know, like, there's not. There's this, there's this ninja that comes in there and, <laughs> and tells them that they can do more. They can actually, they can actually get after their, their big wow. You, you know? can have whatever you want. It's just yeah. you need to know what it is and you and you have to, you know, um put it out there and be ready to receive it and not block it. Yeah, I like it. I I really I don't know if you like this but like I'll I'll remember you as the ninja. I like how you operate. <laughs> Your account is as a private account on Instagram 
you have this you have this ninja look like i know i know what i'm talking about i know a lot of things and i'll get you i'll get to you <laughs> i like it um i mean that in the best possible way thank you i don't know what you have like against ninjas or, or not but like i really mean that in the best way well they're kind of like sly right <laughs> yeah they're they're sly they're like a they're like a spy you in your pictures like the pinup girl like those kind of pictures remind me of like old movies of James mm-hmm. Bond, you know? That's what it reminds me. It's just like this, yeah, a person who knows a lot. They're not necessarily showing it. They're acting cool, and then mm-hmm. and then and they're actually doing a lot as a spy. I like it. <laughs> it could be a movie. <laughs> oh yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, you want to talk about tarot cards a little bit? Yeah, because well, it, it is a service on on your thing. Yeah, well, that's another thing is is that uh, it's funny. I went to a Halloween party and, uh, you know, we hadn't been out in a long time, you know, seeing people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this, <laughs> and this Halloween party I went to, I said, uh, I'm going to dress up as me. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but people don't know me. So it was a party like, it was a party uh, that nobody, I didn't know anybody there and I was invited and I thought it'd be really cool. And I went with my husband and we got a babysitter and um, that's it. I wore the, the, the second photo in my, uh, cause it's a recent photo in my Instagram. So I wore this black dress with these pearls and, and I was, I had um, a whole, like I had my tarot kit with me and I had my sage and I had my whole, okay. all my crystals and everything. And I was pretending, you know, that, uh, it was part of my costume, but I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go as me. <laughs> See, you're, you're such a spy ninja. See, it, it, <laughs> like I, I, I got that from you. And that's how you went there. That's amazing. That's how I went was me. And I'm like, hey, you want to know uh, what your future holds? <laughs> and, and they were like, yeah, okay. And they just thought I was just playing this role, you know, and uh, that I was really into my costume and, that's so funny because so you I... actually really <laughs> literally went as a spy like yourself <laughs> but in disguise and that's amazing. Uh, i had this whole circle of people and uh and it was just amazing and they were like blown away with what i was telling them and they're like how did you know this and i had this one woman crying and i was like oh my gosh maybe i should stop you know like mm. it's uh <laughs> it was just um I had such a fun time because I was able to be me. <laughs> I was able to be me. You That's know? amazing. Yeah, on Halloween. You yeah. should you should do that at every party that <laughs> no one knows you. Just show up like that, yourself, <laughs> but kind of not yourself. And <laughs> I think that's amazing. Yeah. I think that's the best. That should be a show. That should be a Netflix show. Honestly, <laughs> I like that. Um, oh, wait, let's. Uh, I don't want to take too much of your time, but this uh, this is a very awesome conversation i really enjoyed it thank you but maybe one last thing is yeah who do you follow on instagram or anywhere on like like doesn't have to be on instagram that like fascinates you that you're learning something from them oh wow there's there's so many teachers um i'm really whatever kind of whatever comes in your mind right now well there's neville uh i don't know if you know neville goddard Mm, um no he's I like I like the older ones, you know, like so like he's ancient, like um so I'm into Neville Goddard and he talks a lot about uh using like using your imagination. Mm-hmm. Um and he talk but he calls it you have to get into a state akin to sleep and the state akin to sleep is meditation. That's interesting. Yeah. So he says, uh, you know, like, once you get into that state, that's when you visualize and you have to act as if, act as if, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, So you, let's say uh, you want to be rich. So you have to walk around, you have to strut your stuff as if, like, I got so much money, you know, you have to have that feeling, you have to embody it, embody what you want next. Like, you have to be that actor and i i like that you have to be you have to feel like you're there before you're there i like exactly. that because it 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 almost kind of um, uh, protects you exactly. because some some people like when they win a lottery they go crazy mm-hmm. but if you beforehand you you start manifesting it and you start feeling what it would be you're kind of setting the intention of how you're gonna spend or save that money 
Exactly. And then you're not going to go crazy when it actually happens. So I, I really strongly believe in that kind of practice. And I have a very strong like connection to my own dreams. I think mm. whatever happens in my life, my dreams kind of show like the messiness of it or I'm on the right track. You know? Exactly. Yeah. How do you spell that? N-E-V? Oh, Neville. N-E-V-I-L-L-E. Okay. And it's right. Goddard. I all right i'll I'll look it up uh, oh yeah later. he's fascinating he's very fascinating and um well what i noticed is that everybody uses his techniques you know like um because they're like i think from i don't remember if it's from the 40s but um even uh even like tony robbins who was very big in the 90s you know mm-hmm. um i went to one of his events uh he was in montreal and he said well, he, he, he really gets you into the high vibe. He has you dancing, okay? And he knows. Yeah. He knows the high vibe, but he doesn't tell you. He's a ninja, too. <laughs> no, I, I love Tony Robbins. Oh, I really yeah. love that guy. Yeah. He gets you jumping up in the air, and then he says, and dancing, and he says, tell me, what? write this down. And, you know, writing down is, is part of it, eh? So write this down. What would make your life extraordinary? <laughs> and um, I was, like, uh, seven months pregnant, and I was humongous, okay? <laughs> And I was dancing around and I had a four and a half apartment in a crappy apartment and there was no room for my baby because uh, I, w- I already had one child. And I said, you know, what would make my life extraordinary buying and owning my own house. And I wrote this <laughs> down and I did not have any money in my account. <laughs> and at this moment, Tony would say, uh, who wants to buy a house? Say I. <laughs> exactly. I, <laughs> I love, and then, love that guy. Uh, and then. Yeah. I swear to gosh, man, I had zero. I had no money in my account. I was living paycheck yeah. to paycheck. A month later, I had uh, uh, a pre-approval. Exactly one month later, I had a pre-approval to buy my house that I'm living in now. And it's just yeah. because, like, all these synchronicities. Because I, I, I had the high vibe. I, I, and Tony put me in the high vibe that that day. Uh, it, it wasn't the work that I did individually, but that day he said, write it down. I made that decision. And then just everything just went into place. I, I found out a loophole mm-hmm. to, to get the money for the down payment. And then um, I was of course, in the what, house. what would a ninja find? A loophole, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> That's how and, spies work. <laughs> uh, and it's so funny because, like, I even asked the sign for it for I even asked the universe for for a sign. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I need a house fast because I'm going to give birth. Like, right. <laughs> and I found a penny in my apartment, and I'm like, wow, a penny. These don't exist anymore. You know, like these are so rare. And mm-hmm. uh, so I put the penny on the counter, and my husband came home. I was doing dishes. He says, "Where? Where'd you get this penny from?" You know. <laughs> and so the first house I visited, there was a snake. <laughs> And uh, on the stairs, and and the lady, the 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 real estate agent, she was like, "Oh my gosh, this!" And she took a photo. You know, she said, I've never seen a snake like this before. And uh, you know, I I said, "Ah, I'm gonna try buying this house anyway. I'm in a rush. I'm gonna give birth." And mm-hmm. that's it. The the guy would not budge on the price, not even a thousand bucks. So I said, "You know, I can't afford it." Um, so then the next mm-hmm. house I visited. Uh, the whole floor, when you walk in, um, if my house that I have right now is, is filled with pennies. No way. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> like one of those crazy floors of like yeah, pennies? Yeah, wow. it's all pennies. There's $77 worth of pennies. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's fun. That's yeah. Wait, so you're in that house right now? I'm in this house. I've been here. My son's four now. Wow. Or are those mm-hmm. pennies still there? You changed Yeah, the they're still they're yeah. still there. And I, I, yeah, I I've been I've been renovating and the and, and the um the lady, the interior designer said, Are you gonna keep these? And I'm I was like, Oh hell yes, lady. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's the story of the house, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or like not even the house, just the bigger picture story. Yeah, that's amazing. And that that's the big wow. And that was that was done through that was done through manifestation, that was getting through the state. That's but that was Tony that gave me that service that day. That's amazing. That's mm-hmm. I really love that guy. His energy, how much oh, he's yeah. doing, and the, that's that's really cool. I think mm-hmm. that's a, I guess, a good way to to finish on on a high note. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost took an hour away from your life right now. 
Oh, um, not a way. You know, it's just this, you know, like this was like a reminder. It's always a reminder for me because sometimes we go back into the autopilot mode and mm -hmm. we just have to remember what we're capable of. Yeah. And I think having more conversations like this is important putting them out and i hope you're okay with me to put this conversation out because yes, like, people can hear it <laughs> yeah um yeah so thanks a lot for this for for really being so open to and record a podcast so quickly oh it's my pleasure it was, this was an amazing conversation i re really energize ourselves when we talk about these things and yes maybe taking this 52 minutes that we did is, is, is great <laughs> so this this is a it's it's almost like a meditation in itself to be in this in this story mode talking yeah. to each other. So. It's just so amazing. It's just a high vibe. It's just a great feeling. Yeah. I'm gonna go try to try to write other people who follow me or where I follow and have more of these conversations. Mm -hmm. This is very, very energizing. And I sure. really enjoy listening to people's stories. It's getting to know you better too. Well, thank you for having me. All right. Have a great day, a week, months, yep. years. I hope to maybe eventually talk to you again. And I hope I for sure know you have a ton of other stories to, oh, to share too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But this was a good like uh, part one to our conversation, I guess. Yes. And uh, that's it. Uh, you know, if, uh, if ever you have any questions, uh, you don't hesitate. And uh, yeah, I'm always around and always having a good time. And I'll, I'll remember that I'm a ninja. <laughs> you, you, you are definitely a ninja. And it's my dream to, to uh, film a movie of some sort that has like meditation themes and manifestation themes in it. Nice. And you and your husband are definitely in my head right now as characters in the movie. Because <laughs> I, I think I think it will be amazing. Thank you. I keep like meeting people and like all my friends and I keep like writing them into the script. And I think <laughs> I think I cannot um, not have you in that oh, movie. Thank you. Whatever part, I think you're definitely going to be there. That's it's, it's 100%, <laughs> I think. All right. It was nice to get to know you. You too. And we'll definitely, definitely record more. All right? Okay, perfect. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.